0: Travelling the Vortex
1: We've joined the Mooseface as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode 541, where we believe in two things, guns and soup. I'm Keith.
0: I'm Sean. I'm Glenn.
1: How's it going, guys?
0: Pretty good. Don't you guys do anything this week? I played Lost in Time. Yay. I'm yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. You liking it's, it? Yeah, it's it's such a fun game. I like the I like the fact that it's a passive game and you don't have to really, um, you don't have to really do much. You can do other things while you're kind of doing it. So that's yeah, of, that is pretty thing.
1: nice. How far are you?
0: Let's see. I'm in the. Uh, well, shoot. Okay, hang on a second. Uh. I'm in the, I'm in the, um, reverse the polarity event. And then mm-hmm. in the, everyone is. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying I'm, I am doing that. Cause I was going to oh, okay. say, uh, episode 10, I'm actually about to, oh, okay. I'm about to finish up. I've got the, I've got the little, uh, green bar that says I can move on to the next episode, but I'm actually trying to, I'm trying to pad out some of my, um, characters because what I'm finding is the further in the episodes along that I am you don't have to restart on your levels on your characters and so no I'm, yeah yeah so I'm trying to get because what happened to me is on the last episode and I will encourage anybody to stay up with your characters try to even level them up um, uh, evenly uh, because what happened and of course k9 you get a whole bunch I think I had a hundred 147 canines and I was only at level one or two. And then when it came up in the last episode, I needed to level him up in order to boost one of my waypoints. And I had him at level one and he needed to be at level four. And so I had to go through, I was stuck on that one where I couldn't automate it because I -hmm. I was so low. And so what I've decided I'm going to go back. That's why I'm hanging out in this episode because I'm doing it so that I could kind of, even everybody out i don't plan to level everybody up you know as far as they could go but i'm going to get everybody kind of even so that i'm, I'm gradually bringing them up as i progress through the episodes so that was one of the things i learned about it so that's, that's a tip i would give to people that are playing uh, well, I've,
1: I've, st- I've stayed up with canine but it gets hard when you get up to like level 5 because it takes a thousand of the thingings to do and in fact the one I level I'm on episode 15 in order to automate something you had to have a level 5 canine so I mean it is good to stay on top of it it's just the challenge becomes when you have the rares well, and then, they're not quite as easy to level up because you don't get as many cards.
0: I'm glad you said that because now I'm really glad that I leveled up came to level four because if I'd have been that far behind. Because you I, you, yeah. can, you can go on. I mean, you can you can still do it without automating some of the waypoints. Um, you can, st- In fact, I think of the first couple episodes, I had a few waypoints that maybe weren't even automated, like the, the higher ones, you know, the later ones that you unlock. And mm-hmm. so, and I moved on with those. So you, you don't have to, but you have to do a lot of popping into the game and, and you know, uh, uh, doing it. You're doing a manual. Um, what are those called? Uh, Hinock or Hinoch. Hinock matter. You have to do Something a lot like of those. Um, yeah. You have to do that a lot. So I've been Even trying Even still, to, you'll
1: get new characters. Right. And right. then, like, I'm. On my level f- episode fifteen, I have the Pandorica and finally unlocked the second character. But to automate it, he has to be level two, and I can't. I haven't got the cards
0: yet for it. Yeah, I got the. So there's
1: nothing I can do for it.
0: Same thing. I thought was going to happen to me with Ashilda, but then I realized that she was only level one. So when I got the card, and that was one of the. That's one of the nice things is make sure you you know you're keeping an eye on those uh, monitors at the top that have the little um, missions or goals because those things help a lot. In fact, I didn't realize that sometimes until the Shielder one, I didn't realize sometimes those are a those are a character and you have to get, you know, you have to finish one of those missions in order to unlock the character. That's what happened with a shield, and I thought, "Oh no, yeah. she's going to be a level 2 before I can do anything." But luckily she wasn't. That's the other thing is I, what that she's one of my um missions right now in fact i've i've got one of those that has the little lock on it because i only have two missions left and one i'm only six cards from finishing which is one of the collect cards and then the the upgrade of shield us so i'm assuming one of these cards that i'm going to get to (laughs) to finish that mission is going to be (laughs) enough of shield a shield of cards to level her up so
1: well, and definitely make sure you get in and get your free k- Kerblam box. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, four that, hours or so.
0: There are a lot of things that I think we need to point out to people who are playing this. Jump in there, get those Kerblam box, boxes. If you're playing this thing passively, go ahead and click on the ads. Because if you're playing, oh yeah, I do if you're, that all the yeah, time. if you're playing passively, you're usually watching TV or listening to a, a video or something. And along with this. And so there's just like 30 to 45 second ads. You can kind of set it aside and not even pay attention to the ad as long as you, after it's done playing, you hit the little X and go back to the game. Because um, you get, you know, do the two times um, the, you know, you can charge up to four hours to have two times everything. And when well, you
1: can even go beyond four hours, you can get it up to like 12. Yeah. For, well, that's what I'm saying. For 12 hours long. Each yeah, one, Each one of those gives instance. you
0: four. Yeah. Each one of those gives you four hours. Um and then uh yeah, so do that. Do the every time the little Hinnock uh uh matter freebies come up there, do those and, and the Comblam man when he brings you those. Cause yeah, you you need all that. It's 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 really handy to have it around. Make sure you're powering up your waypoints when you're doing it. I'm not preaching to you, Keith. You obviously know, but I'm telling people <laughs> listeners that oh, and Sill. I mean, don't be afraid oh, to don't silly. be afraid to mm-hmm. trade with Sill because there'll be a lot of times that you have a lot of a character that you don't need, and you got to spend, you know, to you got to spend points to get points in this game. So if you're sitting and just hoarding uh, cards because you think you're going to need them later, you know, I wouldn't, you know, don't deplete yourself. You'll get plenty more, don't exactly. worry about Exactly, <laughs> don't deplete yourself of them, but definitely don't worry about getting, you know, losing them all. The only times that I don't trade with him is if I don't have... You know, at least more than five to trade with him. So,
1: right, yeah, me too. Enough to probably level up. What I assume would would be the next level. What might
0: be coming, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, totally. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's 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 a lot of. I mean, there's not a lot to it, but you kind of have to think thing through. You don't want to, you obviously don't want to level up out of order because sometimes if you level a waypoint up ahead of something else, then you don't have enough of the. Uh, energy in order to do the last thing that you skipped over. So, you know, you just got Yeah, there's to... been
1: a couple times where I've upgraded characters that I'd, that were in another area that I hadn't unlocked yet. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I didn't realize that's where they were. That's the same
0: thing. So, when, to when you're
1: looking at them, look at the little logo underneath their name. It will show you what area they're in so you can help keep them straight since yeah. there are two different versions of Liz and. A couple other people.
0: Yeah. And it's handy to keep your rare cards um, up to date because sometimes those or most of those guys will add bonuses to all of the waypoints. So those guys are handy to do. Well yeah well and
1: everybody you level up will give you bonuses for whatever waypoint they're a part of. Right, so that's exactly. always that's always helpful. Yep.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that's what I've been doing most of the week.
2: I have downloaded it. <laughs> that's as far Good as job, you are.
0: well hopefully you've gotten some helpful helpful tips from us to <laughs>
2: See where am I at? Vorp, Vorp. (laughs) Yeah, what happened?
0: I uh, the they're playing fast and loose with the continuity as far as this game goes, but and and you'll notice. Uh, I don't. That's kind of cool, though. I don't want to spoil anything, but you'll notice some of the things that you're going. Okay, I'll let that pass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They try to justify some of it in the plot,
0: especially a certain. Cybermen plot point that I just laughed and laughed and laughed when it happened. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yep, I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, I've been doing that, and then uh, Oscars. How'd you guys' Oscar ballots go? I we tied I did and,
2: really well.
0: We tied as a group, but uh,
2: Keith was the best of the three of us, if I remember I, the numbers. I frankly. got
1: like fourteen. No, I would, although all I would have done was terribly. very close in scores.
2: So. Yeah. Did we talk about that last week or not? Or last well, time we or not? we haven't. We have recorded, not recorded yeah, since, we recorded we since recorded. Oscars. So. so, yeah, we we actually uh, it was a tie um, on the pod versus pod Oscar uh, uh, contest, and um, we decided in the interest of fairness that each team would pick a bad movie for the other one to watch, and I'm so looking forward to this. Let me tell you why. Because Mel and I were on different teams, <laughs> so I will get to watch two bad movies, one for each of them. You uh, can watch both. Oh, and the ones we've been assigned. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: what was the? I say uh, that, having not seen them, I don't know.
0: What was the one that we gave to the girls, or the other team?
2: Barb wire, wasn't it? Barb barbed wire. wire. And we were given Problem Child Pooh. Yeah, which Pooh, mind you.
0: I, I'm going to admit the Problem Child movies, well, the second one's not as good as the first one. Uh, those are guilty pleasures for me. I, I enjoyed watching those.
1: I think I've seen the second one a long time ago. Did
0: you guys do anything else this week?
1: I watched Everything Everywhere all at once. Finally. You yeah. Think? I thought it was good. I. I struggled with some of it, just trying to understand how their multiverse stuff works. And I don't think it, they do a great job explaining it. But I like the emotional core of it and the journey that the characters go on. And what's his face? Waymond did such a good job in it. He absolutely deserved that Oscar. He was probably the standout part of
2: the whole movie for me. Um, he was so good.
1: And I could see your argument, Glenn. That sometimes it got a little silly just to be silly, and I I, I definitely see some of that, especially when with some of the fight sequences
0: <laughs> and how
1: they go about the like you know jumping into the new body or whatever. However, you want to explain that. Overall, I thought it was I thought it was good. I don't know if I loved it, but I was glad I watched it. Sean, did you do
2: anything? Um, I've been working so much. It's, it's been, um, just insane. We've been very, very, very busy. Um, and I feel like part of that is because I'm still playing catch up from the cruise. Um, but, uh, just, so I, I really haven't had a whole lot of time for things. We did sneak down to, um, Planet Comic Con. Uh, we did not work it this year. Um, but we, we snuck down on Sunday and nabbed a couple of autographs. Um, uh, I got, uh, William Daniels who everybody knows as Mr. Frenny from uh, Boy Meets World. No, he um, was Kit from Night Rider. But he was also <laughs> Kit from Night Rider. Um, and uh, so he, apparently he was on St. Elsewhere, which I did not know. He was. Yeah. Um, but I, I will forever know him as John Adams from 1776. So that was the autograph that I got. and I was extremely <laughs> happy. And then uh, we also picked up um, Henry Thomas. Uh, and got him on the ET record, so I have two alumni from that movie now on my picture disc, which I'm very happy. Next up, I'll get Spielberg, and you know, <laughs> swing for the fences. Good luck for that. <laughs> um, you probably get you probably get like Drew Barrymore before you get
0: uh, Spielberg
2: <laughs> or John Williams.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you're
2: running out of time there. Maybe. Oh, don't do that. Yeah. He's, no, 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 we, 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 we don't no, 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 he's we, way we up there. We do not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> John is eternal. Leave it alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it looked like it was another uh, another good show from what little we were there. I mean, we, we literally did a, an up and back um, kind of thing. So uh, it was a quickie trip. And then Mel and I started watching uh, Star Trek Picard, which I was regaling uh, the guys with a little bit pre-show. And, um, on the basis of a recommendation from a friend, we had not watched it at all. And he said, just jump right in the, you know, start with season three and just go from there. And, oh my God, it is fantastic. It is uh, just, it's Star Trek greatest hits. It is the the best show on television. It's well-written. It's doing a lot of callbacks. And some of it is, you know, fan service. And some of it is just this absolutely amazing, intricately woven into the story arc. That's like, oh, oh. Um, yeah I, I cannot recommend it enough I have not seen seasons 1 and 2 but I don't feel like I missed anything quite honestly um, so very very excited about that and I hope this particular showrunner gets many 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 more opportunities to hang out and play in the franchise because they're good cool you are invited on an adventure across all of time and space in a completely random order it's the Police Box in the Junkyard Podcast. Jump in the TARDIS with your hosts,
0: Eric Cobranson, Asad Khashki,
2: and Matthew Kressel. Explore Doctor Who TV stories, audio adventures, and books, both novels and nonfiction. The Police Box in the Junkyard Podcast. It's the entire who on shuffle. The Police Box in the Junkyard Podcast is a member of the Direction Point Network and is available about once a month wherever you find your podcasts
0: you are listening to Traveling the Vortex Hi
2: I'm Rupert Boo
0: I am known as Paul Ferry
2: And my name is Barry Williams Together we host Time Ram
0: Time Rams a cruel mistress
2: It's a random number generator That also We roll a number from 1 to 30 That's our doctor. Then one to three hundred for the story. And then we ram them together. Even if it doesn't make sense. Cruel, I tell you.
1: Time round. Putting the wrong doctors in the wrong stories. So you don't have to.
2: You're listening to Travelling the Vortex.
0: All right, well, I have a, uh, another Something New 2-Minute review this week. It is the second two parts of the 11th Doctor uh, 4, and it is 4.2 and 4.3, so it's Story 2 and 3. Uh, they're called The Yearn and Curiosity Shop. And I only have two minutes, and I'm going to try to get them both in, so I am not doing the synopses this week. I'm going to jump right in. So let me get the timer started and here we go so the yearn sets itself as it sets itself up as a standard doctor who story it's a base under siege so yes check a uh, small group of frightened individuals check hardest out of commission for most of the story check apparently unbeatable outside threat trying to get in check that's Basically what it and is. I'm so excited about this story. (laughs) Uh, There's these feral beings; They're described as panther-like, and they're composed of energy. Uh, They're threatening the base, and the way that they breach the defenses eventually is very surprising at first, but it makes sense when something's revealed about it later. There's also a story that one of the characters on the base tells. It's a very poetic story, and then there's kind of an aha moment later when you realize that it sort of reveals... Some of the plot without, you know, it's a nice bit of foreshadowing uh, of, of what what you discover. Um Fyengar. She, the, in the part of Valerie, they really shine in this story. Um, the character at one point is let alone, and she proves that she can stand on her own without the doctor. A uh, small bit of a romantic pot line in this one. It feels kind of out of place, but I think maybe it helps expand her characterization. Yeah. And then there's several doctor, 11th Doctor moments. One where he's saddened after a crate that they find isn't filled with intelligent mice to which he quips. Never is. Uh, Curiosity <laughs> Shop. Uh, the story starts pretty much in the middle uh, without really setting anything up. You're kind of thrown into it and expected to work things out as you go. And Valerie, and did I mention she's a cyborg? Because I don't think I've done that yet. Well, she's selling parts of herself for food. And the doctor seemingly is nowhere. She's selling these parts to a man in it who is in a junkyard. His name is Mr. Foreman. And he has a police box that he calls Barbara. And so there's not much else I can say except for the Doctor has seemingly lost his mind and several of his personalities, his past personalities based on past incarnations, they start coming forward in this. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so it all works out in the end, but I found the story a little bit meandering and wordy, but it does turn out to be a very interesting concept. And that's my New You two-minute review. All right, well, let's uh, move on to news.
1: Well, Deadline has an article about how there's going to be a Doctor Who spinoff featuring Gemma Redgrave and Unit.
0: Yay! <laughs> Although I should say we sort of saw this coming, didn't we? Because I think it's it's only been back at the first of the year when, well, maybe it was the end of last year when we were talking about the about. Russell T Davis coming in and expanding the universe because he had made comments in interviews that you know this is what really he should have been doing all they should have been doing all along, and they sort of tried doing that in his first tenure, uh, but I don't think they really got the ball rolling so much as as they could have, and I think this is his second go round, and I think that he's, I think he's he's ready to full fledged jump into this expanded universe of Doctor Who, and I think this is evidence of that the fact that that uh, kate stewart's coming back in her own series
2: i think what you meant to say is that we had a doctor who multiverse the first time around we just didn't have the infrastructure we needed to support
0: so yeah multiverse yeah well i I, I, would, I would i wouldn't call it a multiverse but yeah i know what you mean franchise. franchise franchise universe. yeah no you're right we didn't have the support i think now that it's all under well, I think now that it's all under at one house and one set of rules, I think it'll it'll help. I'm excited though. I mean, I you know, the, we I, we talked about this when they were spinning Torchwood and, and Sarah Jane Adventures off. You know, the, the more Doctor Who, the better for me.
1: I think it's a great idea. Uh, obviously, Big Finish has proved it's uh, it's a viable franchise and successful. There's as many box sets as they've done with Kate Stewart. So I don't I. Look forward to seeing what uh, they're going to do with it on television.
0: Yeah, hey, more Gemma! I am excited. Yep, and of course, you know, with the backing of distribution, distribution on Disney Plus, I think that's only still a, a help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disney Plus money is going to go a little further. What else we got in the news?
1: Well, the BBC has announced a new multimedia special multi-platform story called doomsday which introduces a new character on a 24-hour pursuit of the doctor someone has sent literal death after doom she can only outrun it for 24 hours unless she can find the doctor so it's going to be a standalone multimedia series um which allows the fans to follow doom the universe's greatest assassin as she travels through <laughs> space and time looking for the doctor.
0: I reminds me of a picture. I saw somebody posted <laughs> a picture of chase Masterson and said greatest, uh, assassin of all time. And then it posted a picture of doom and it said, uh, dollar store version. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys watch the video well. that they? Yeah.
1: Uh, I wasn't overly impressed by. Yeah. I'm sure this actress is very good, and she's a she's a stand-up comedian, sketch co- a comedy sketch artist.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And I just felt a little too cheesy and over the top. But I'm I'm going to kind of reserve my judgment to see what. They did. Well, that's kind of where i I landed on as well. When
0: I watched it, there was just something a little un uneasy about it but i had to remind myself that when it was announced that uh catherine tate was going to be on doctor who i sort of thought okay what what are we how are we going to do that and then i thoroughly enjoyed donna so maybe i don't know that russell has as much hand in this but i hope since he's kind of over it all he's got at least some sort of guiding authority on this although it sounds like this is something that's been from just some of the back chatter this is something that's been in the works for a while and for the 60th and it has come around to be included in sort of everything because um russell came in and and some things sort of changed for the 60th year but this was one of the things they decided to go ahead and fold in so i guess we'll see
1: It says it's going to kick off on digital channels later this year, whatever that means, followed by products from Doctor Who Magazine, Titan Comics, Penguin Random House, Eastside Games, which is Lost in Time, Big Finished, and BBC Audio, each telling a section of Doom's story. So it doesn't look like it's going to cross over with the television series, at least not yet.
2: So it could be Time Lord Victorious, or it could be Shadows of the Empire
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well time lord victorious didn't even really pass we, we we hoped and thought it might but it didn't even really pass over into the series either i would i kind of hope this one at least gets a nod or a mention since we'll actually have doctor who being constructed at the time that this idea time lord victorious i think they missed the boat on not at least i don't think that it needed to be an element of like a, a A plot point of one of the series uh, shows, but I think it would have been nice to have a small, you know, even even it was just a drop line that gave it a plot point, you know, a a, a gave it a mention. And I think they have that opportunity to at least have a throwaway line that connects it canonically to the to the series.
1: Sounds like there's going to be 24 different stories, because it says each partner will create their own adventure for Doomsday, each focusing on one of the 24 hours Doom has left on the clock. And then there'll be a big finale on Doctor Who digital channels.
0: Well, I mean, digital channels could could mean YouTube, it could mean Disney+, it could mean, I mean, digital channels anywhere you watch videos digitally, so...
1: I'm assuming it's gonna be YouTube.
0: Probably YouTube. And the reason they say digital channels is because what they'll do is they'll post it on YouTube and then they'll, you know, share it with Facebook and they'll share it yeah. with Twitter and they'll share and you'll be able to watch it on Twitter and you'll be able to watch it on Facebook, but it actually is being housed at their YouTube channel, so But who knows? We'll see. I say, you know, the more Doctor Who the better. Um I yeah, kinda had hope I kinda had hoped for something a little more substantial. But it's still early days, although it feels like we're running out of time. We're already in March. We're almost to the end of March, and they haven't done a lot of 60th anniversary stuff. And I understand that the 60th anniversary is actually in November, but I sort of feel like if you're going to celebrate the year, you know, do something a little bit throughout the year, and maybe this is what this will be, and maybe that will fulfill that but let's do a little something let's let's make it a year-long celebration rather than a one month or two week celebration so
1: yeah i'm reminded of you know i think back to the 50th and how they had multiple different things all leading up to the 50th throughout the entire year and seems like they're not doing that this time right but i also have to keep reminding myself we are actually going to get a 60th anniversary special so it's yeah it's not like we're just ignoring the anniversary completely.
0: Right, right. All right, well, let's move on to our review and uh we should say that we are picking back up in the time war. We are rejoining the War Doctor as uh we review War Doctor Begins 2, Warbringer. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who: The War Doctor Begins Volume 2.
2: One, one,
0: two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Obliterate. The universe is at war. The Time Lords against the Daleks. In the face of tyranny, one can either fight Flee your surrender. You have another purpose,
2: another destiny, as to all
0: of your people. Slaves to the Daleks, no, never. I can help you fight it.
2: No, you said you'd come to
0: save me. Yes, now sleep. You lied to me. No, I just didn't tell you the whole truth. It's a work of art! Glorious! A work of art! fellows. don't you see? Don't any of you see? It's the end of the world! Big Finish. We love stories.
1: Consequences and Destroyer. The War Doctor and Veklin crash on a ravaged planet. On the fringes of the Time War, this world has its own battles raging. Elsewhere, Survivor works out how she came to be here but these newcomers are harbinger, harbingers of something terrible
2: following in their wake. Bum bum bum. go ahead um it was a story <laughs> it, it, it 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 wasn't the the best story um the timey wiminess of the of the editing and doing the first installment last um, was an interesting take. In a way, I think it robbed it a little bit of some of the um, reveal. But um, there were some cool ideas. I'm not sure that they all worked for me. I feel- But I did find elements that i liked
0: i think what i liked about doing the format this way was it does make case more of a mystery
2: because
0: Mm -hmm. if you started with the third story which is the flashback story which i suppose for anybody that hasn't listened to this why are you listening to this because we're gonna spoil it but if you haven't (laughs) listened to this before the first two stories actually take place as sean was saying after the third story so their third story is kind of a callback or a, a flashback but I think had they done that last story first and, and clearly they constructed it this way so they didn't have to but we would have learned too much about Case and we wouldn't have built that mystery because with the Doctor being separated from uh, Case and Tasman we had to uh, or T- Tasman, Tamazan <laughs> we had to we had to have those two separate things going until they came together there in that third story or second story and so I think building that mystery of who Case was and, you know, I I just imagine waking up one day and you're a cyborg and you're like, wait a minute, I don't have any memory Mm -hmm. of being a cyborg. That to me is more frightening than waking up and not remembering who you are. Waking up, not remembering who you are, and you're a cyborg. That's just, that's frightening to me. So I like that they put us in that. But I think what they, they fail to do is they fail, they try to make it make us believe that she is a dangerous thing, but they don't go far enough to sell that idea. And then when they finally do, it's all in a off screen event that happens when she's, when she finally gets the chip back, they put the chip back into her. And then there's like this blackout moment. And then they wake up to the doctor and Tamazan explaining to her what happened. And I thought, Mm okay, okay, I don't know how you would do what happened in audio, but I also didn't want all of that to be off-screen because it feels like now you're just trying to, you know, advance the story quickly so we can move on to another part of it. So that was one of the things I think was fumbled as far as revealing who and, and building the mystery and anticipation of who Case was.
1: Another thing, while I I appreciated the mystery of Case, having the third story last or the first story beat last you're dropped into this and the doctor is hell-bent on saving this planet and these people yeah. and you don't know why yeah. and this is not the doctor that is hell-bent on saving people and planets he's the one who does what has to be done in order to win the battles and so the fact that he is so out of character for the war doctor throughout this entire thing until you find out why right. puts me off the whole process now had I gone through the first one and gone oh this is Oh wow, he really kind of spoilers screwed things up right. now he's trying to make things right again and he you drop a line. I was just trying to you know do what I used to do and be who I used to be, but it's just not enough throughout the story the way they have it structured to make it feel like it would be in character yeah absolutely and there's even that moment in episode two or at the end of this one I can't remember which where he is spouting off about all the horrible things he's done and it's like okay i'm tuning in for the war doctor because i know he's done horrible things and i kind of want to see some of those horrible things there's a reason he's supposed to be a forgotten incarnation of the doctor and the reason the doctor is trying to forget him but we're not going there with him and that makes me a little frustrated with, with big finish I could excuse it for the first box set because it's post-regeneration and he's still trying to figure out who he is, but at this point he's learned who he is, he knows who he is, and he's done horrible things and has accepted that. I want to kind of be on the road with him doing those horrible things and see him kind of start to lose his soul, for lack of better words, which would make his redemption at the end in they the Doctor that much better.
2: I think that's a dangerous slope. I, I, On the one hand, I agree with you. But going back to what I had said long, long, long ago about not wanting to see the Time War because I didn't want to lose the mystique of it, I kind of feel that way about the War Doctor as well. The fact that whatever he did during this time frame was so bad that the rest of him built these little, you know, encapsulated compartments and walled him off and like we don't think about it we don't talk about it we we just that was a thing and 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 and, you know and we're gonna leave it alone it's like wow that must have been that must have been something and i think the imagination of what could have happened is far greater than the telling of what did happen that's why also the element with how far can you go to villainize right right with him still being the doctor. I was really pleased with John Hurt's performance in the 50th, because once they set up the mystery and then gave him to us, I was prepared for him to be grumpy, scary, you know, chancellor from B for Vendetta, John Hurt. And he wasn't, he was the doctor. And it was like, oh, okay. He's kind of (laughs) cuddly, you know, that's what, and so going into war doctor begins and seeing how we're going to get there and and seeing him still try to do the right thing i was like oh okay that's kind of cool but yet we know it's going to go bad
0: see i just i i i'm going to go back to what i said a week or two ago or, or a a reviewer a few time ago maybe it was the first one that we did i just i i kind of like the idea that his reputation how precedes him now i will say that It does work for him to have done some pretty horrific things in order for him to sort of lock off this memory of of him and, you know, just not acknowledge this time in his life. But I think it could simply be because he did engage in the war and things weren't the way they could have been he wasn't as doctor like as he had been in his other incarnations but i really like the idea of this reputation preceding him and especially because he as you said comes across warm and cuddly the grandpa figure in day of the doctor it for somebody that's gone through horrific things to be like that at that point to me, is not right. It doesn't feel right. So that's why I like the idea of him continuing to, while he's trying to be this warrior, while he's set aside the the, the Doctor persona for a while, and he's actually battling in the, the Time War, which is something that he said he wouldn't do, I like the idea of his reputation, you know, just really kind of preceding him and being worse than what he we actually see. It's perceived worse, than what we're actually going to witness. And that in reality, the doctor was still there under the surface the whole time. And so I think that that's where they could go with this. And I think that this, that works for this story because then it doesn't, even though you can, there could be these, this grand, you know, uh, mystery of, well, he must've done these horrific things or whatever. That's no longer has to be, a mystery to us. That's a mystery to the universe because obviously, like I said, his reputation, uh, precedes him. But I like the fact that that's what he was doing was he was maybe even unintentionally building up this re- reputation of this, you know, uh, oncoming storm. And he really wasn't.
1: See, and I, I can see part of that, but I also see in the, I, th- I think in day of the doctor, he starts off as the more gruff, Grumpy figure. And then it's through his interactions with his future incarnations and with Clara that he kind of softens throughout that entire story and then becomes the cuddly grandpa near the end when he finally goes, okay, this is what I have to do in order to make me that person. I need to do this. And being with his future selves softens him more than anything else could have ever done
0: well i i agree with that i still think that premise still works because i don't think he was i mean he's not without he's he's, he's still without, there underneath yes right. he's not without his mistakes and he's not without his um, probably choices that could have been better had he not engaged in the time war so it, it's still there and it still can be there but it and still work to be that that softening based on the fact that he, re- he interacts, he he relearns himself by interacting mm-hmm. with his future incarnations.
1: And I, I really like the idea that, you know, his reputation does precede him, but I have a hard time thinking that his reputation precedes himself. Yeah. Because, you know, he remembers what he actually did. And so if he's really, you know, trying to scale it back and do kind of project a, a bigger Persona than what he actually has he still recognizes that he's doing that and his future incarnations would then also know that and not be as harsh on him
0: well let me put forth this then and i think maybe we're we're rushing to the um atrocities that he allegedly cre- uh, commits and we're only in the second story if you that's true since his reincarnation and i think he he could go a long time building to those quote-unquote atrocities and because i think even in this incarnation of a doctor who's decided to be the warrior and set the doctor persona aside and be something that he's not i think even then there should be this struggle with trying to be the warrior And slipping back into his old ways. And I think that's what I see happening here as well. Is he's trying to be this warrior. He's trying to be what is expected of him from Gallifrey. But it's hard for him to do because he's lived for so many years being one person. And so it's hard to become something else. And so I think this early on, I'm still very forgiving with him not being very War Doctor-like because we've got a lot of stuff that can happen between now and day of the doctor the you know the time of the moment so there's I that like the
1: I really like the idea that you just put forth of old habits that he just slips back into that kind of fixes a lot of it more for me than even it just being early on in his timeline because they talk about and you know when he's trying to prove that he is the war bringer to this society, he goes on a a spiel on all the horrible things he does, and we hear about some of them, yeah. and those sounded like absolutely horrible things. So it's it, it that part of it doesn't feel like oh well he hasn't done them yet, but I the idea that oh it's just old habit to try to fix things and be the good guy that he has to fight against that idea. And it helps me well, help soothe why he does, does it when he does it.
0: I also got the perception in this story that he was saying some of the things he was saying. And I got the impression that it, some of them, it was some of it was kind of making up because he was trying to, he was trying to put forth this perfo- persona of being the war bringer. So I almost kind of thought he was fibbing in some of the things he talked about in order to convince this very warlike race to uh, maybe exaggerating maybe it's things that he did but he was exaggerating more in order to convince them that of who he was
1: i guess i took Veclin's word on it when she made it sound like you know that stuff all he all did and he's he did all that yeah <laughs> i does. didn't think she would lie
0: she does but then again if your reputation is preceding you even in, like, of, even though in past you know incarnations maybe she thinks he did things that were worse than what he did that's true um i think the other thing that that I stumbled around with this was, I think there are too many caricatures of people. There's, Mm. there's the mama mama Odie meets deliverance. Who's the American gun owner character that feels like it's just, okay. It feels like it's a character just to be there. It feels like a character just to kind of pad out a storyline. And then when we end up meeting the quote unquote rulers of this planet or the, the overlords of this planet, they then in turn are very caricature like and if i get the impression that the one guy is the father to the other one right it's like the the girl was the daughter and the 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 guy that had the french accent was the dad why are their accents so different why why would an actor or even a director allow that choice in a portrayal and make them so different because the character wise at least their characterization was very much the same they're very warlike. They're very. She's willing to sacrifice herself for their ideals, but then he's got. I this... don't think.
1: I don't think they were related. I think they were just two factions were of they? the warring oh, okay. populace. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they were. They the were the leaders.
0: Of, uh, yeah, I knew they were the, of the leaders. Side. Okay. All right. So. Yeah,
1: because there were incipitants and then germinals.
0: Oh, that's right. There were the. Okay, I do remember there. Were... I and didn't she realize she was the Incipitant I mother, didn't... and
2: he was a germinal princeps. Okay, I did not. Or as I like to was... call him. The Burgermeister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it just Wait, me, or did he totally sound like the guy from all of those Rankin and Bass Christmas specials who plays the bad guy?
0: Well, Come on, there was only one that he was the Burgermeister, and that's well. The... But you it he, he, no, he, wasn't he also the voice
2: of the the eagle and Rudolph and Frosty, shiny New Year. The vulture uh, it was and
0: yeah but it was well, okay. the Boris I'll, and
2: natasha I'll, kind of thing I'll, you I'll, know.
0: Gi- I'll give you that those two characters are similar but yeah yeah but but yes and no because i think that while well, i think that that the probably because the burgermeister is a character Caricature and should be, and this one shouldn't have been. But I didn't really kind of, I didn't kind of go there. But now that you say that, I can kind of see what you're, what you mean.
2: It, it ruined the performance for me because yeah. it was such a striking, I mean, bold decision. Yeah. But wrong. <laughs> just, just <laughs> so very wrong. If you're going to parody a bad guy, parody a scary bad guy so that I am afraid of you versus. The claymation bad guy that is, yeah, it it just didn't work. And every time he said, I will go and do the thing. And it's like, oh man, you're killing me. It's just, every time he spoke, it took me out of the story. Yeah. yeah.
0: Bad, 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 bad. Me too.
1: I also struggled with why this planet was the way it was. It felt like they could have given a little better explanation of how so many earth things kind of got mushed together from different time periods.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, there, was, a very, there was real no
1: explanation to it.
2: Right. It, it had a very Scarrow from, from Genesis of the Daleks feel going on that yep. we just, we've regressed mm-hmm. so far. But they never really explained it. Right. And well, even pointing it out. Oh, that's an Earth blah blah blah. Oh, here's here this. And it's like, is any of this going to tie back in or not? And then now it just was you know, just kind of establishing setting, I guess.
0: It kind of felt um, like we were going to get a mysterious planet reveal and this was going to be Earth, but we ne- yeah. they don't go there. And I thought, well, mm-hmm. that was kind of weird to utilize earth-based stuff in order to, you know, sell your characterization of the, of the people of the planet. But then.
1: Well, and even call it out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're going to just steal earth-based stuff, just make it similar to earth and not right. actually call out the acronyms of, right. well, exactly. that's just this yeah. and this is this. What are they doing together?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: And then the, the, the I agree with you, Keith, the, setup was really fascinating to me this planet that got to the point where because we've had warlike races i ever that's a, that's a sci-fi trope okay got it but the fact that they built a religion out of it and it was like that's that's really kind of cool that that you know they you know the crusades that they're they're to that level of hell yeah bring it on and and you know the doctor's a little taken aback like you know Oh, you 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 want me to kill people. Yes, you know. (laughs) We're all we're all about it. And when she went and threw herself on the sword, you know, figuratively or literally, I'm not quite sure exactly how she died, but you know, blew herself up and it's like, oh, okay, this is not going anywhere where I thought this would go. I would have liked a deeper exploration of what happened on this world so many years ago that went wrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And had they included that that would have fixed something else that I, I, feel, I feel like there's way too much left unsaid in this story. And at times I got lost. Obviously I got really lost at one point. Cause I thought those two related, but um, but in hindsight, I, it was by design because they were going to reveal the stuff from that very last story. But I'm not sure that the payoff was there for the final story because it really felt like that we were just kind of meandering through a two part story I liked the idea of the doctor, you know, uh, utilizing the, what were they called? Deadweights, deadweights, these, you mm-hmm. know, the robots basically to convince uh, these warring factions that the, that he was the war bringer because he was able to control them. Um, so I liked that. I thought that was cool. It had a lot a lot of little neat um, war doctor moments, but not enough to pay off the the meddling of the story. I do like yeah, the fact then... I do like the fact that the doctor has to <laughs> trick a computer into thinking he's dead in order to <laughs> I can't remember which story that was in, but he tricks the computer into thinking that he's dead so that he can escape. And I had a flashback to the conversation that he has with the the ship in Shada when he has to convince the ship that he's he's dead. <laughs> I thought, well this isn't the first time he's done this. <laughs>
2: That was such a a great doctor moment to have, too. Um, And again, kind of goes back to the, he's still the doctor in there. You know, we're we're still still Mm -hmm. doing this thing, which is great. Um, Are we ready to move on into three? Yeah, we might as well. You guys want
1: the synopsis?
0: Sure.
2: Sure. Savior.
1: The truth of how events on Therius were set in motion is revealed. On a mission to destroy a Dalek harvester vessel, the War Doctor discovers a brand new breed of Dalek. Whatever action he takes next, we have seen the consequences, and they are devastating for everyone.
2: Okay, so <laughs> as established, I, I, I enjoyed the mystery of case. I don't. I agree with you, Glenn. I don't think we got enough of it. That the whole she's a danger to everyone. I mean, when you have Veclin saying that over and over and over again, it's just kind of like. Yeah, but you're Becklin. Yeah, right. And if,
1: because it's Becklin, if she was that much of a threat, why didn't she just kill her outright?
2: Right, right. That is something Becklin would do. Yeah. So then it became, well, you're this weapon, and this is how we found you, and this is everything. And it's like, well, okay, we kind of gathered that from what, what, you know, there wasn't much to the story in that regard as far as her mystery. So I don't feel like putting that segment helped Uh-oh. and i'm sorry i picked
1: up that the fact that she was a dalek agent or whatever in episode like one
2: yeah totally i mean the, the mystery the wasn't really there of what what she was the, the fact that the voice in her head actually sounds like a dalek to anybody else when they can hear it it's like okay that's kind of cool but i mean it wasn't a it wasn't a dun dun moment of oh my god it wasn't like you know oswald being a dalek <laughs> right <laughs> it wasn't even what even remotely on par with that reveal so it was just it was just kind of there the dalek harvesters finding out that you know this is where this ship came from and this is why the doctor is so desperate to save the people in the first segment which is actually part two because he's the one that is crashing the ship into the planet. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's okay. your, yeah, there's that's your, there's your
0: aha, dun, dun, dun moment. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That, that's, that's a nifty reveal. Okay. Cool. And then we get the Time Lord showing up, doing what the Time Lords do, which is screwing everything up. So <laughs> it, it's just like, yeah, okay. Right. Um, but then for me, it was poor Albert. Yeah. So yeah. They talk about Albert. Yeah. As if he's a long lost companion, right? And then he shows up, and we get an episode of Albert kind of being cool. He he he's kind of cheeky They're and so fun. There's no kind of about it. He was cool, and and, and you know he, he 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 hangs for somebody who supposedly was. I I, I kind of took it that he was from a uh, uh, a present day Australia,
0: although it could have been a. I thought it was guy. even older than that you know yeah maybe. i thought
1: he was like world war one world war two australia oh
0: really I didn't, I didn't even place him so i just i knew he's from earth australia yeah uh, he's an australian okay great
2: he was really rolling with it so it's implied that he's been with the doctor long enough that none of this stuff phases him right you know and it's like okay cool albert's holding his own until he didn't
0: right right all I the, the very
2: very end yeah, just whoosh, gone, very unceremoniously. It, I'm sorry, it was a Hodor moment. Yeah. Hold the door, mm-hmm. and yep. we're done. Yep. Okay, moving on. And it, it just felt like, wow, what a, what a cheap shot to give the finale of this thing a little more oomph. Now, had this first segment come first, I'd still been pissed about <laughs> Albert buying it but I'd have been more shocked about it because it happened in the middle of the story. It wasn't the big climactic finale. Mm-hmm. It was just the, okay, we're going to get, Oh God, Albert's dead. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, bam. And I think that would have raised the stakes for part two and three, because now anybody is suspect. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: well I, that, and we don't really know what the threat is clearly until episode two two proper three overall of this ship crashing into the planet so knowing that's coming had had episode three been episode one knowing that there's this impending doom of a ship coming and we just got blasted back 24 hours adds another level of urgency to the entire story and then in the fact that he doesn't succeed at the end of episode two what would be three he fails the planet's destroyed correct so the fact that we're going through all of this and he's trying and trying and trying and then fails would have made the entire i think overall story have much more of an impact
0: Uh i see what you did there (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think uh, i agree with you going back to albert Nothing frustrates me more than introducing me to a really cool character who you want to know more about and you want to know their backstory and how they ended up here only to kill them off and then not get any of that. That frustrates me to no end because you have invested me in a character only to, you know, rip out any possibility of me of learning more about this character. Yeah, and I suppose,
2: you know, it is Doctor Who. It is Big Finish. So there is an element of, uh, you know, we don't have to do things in sequence. We can always go back and tell more. Well, that's true, yeah. War Doctor begins stories that are set between box set one and two if we just. Because there's obviously a great amount. Yeah. And they've done Uh, that. Especially if anything he was telling was true.
0: Right. Well, they've done that with, um, what was the War Doctor's companion? I can't remember that guy's name where they had, they pretty much dispatched him, but then they went back and told that story where they were on that, where he was, he actually got his own story uh, on that planet. I can't remember. Oh, the War Master. Yeah. Yeah, What did I say? War Doctor? I meant War Master, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, the War Master Companion.
1: Oh, they told all the War Master stories kind of out of order anyway. Well, that's true,
0: but you know that, that was an example of that particular character yeah, getting more getting another chance or getting more of a chance to be developed.
2: Oh, sorry Albert we barely knew ye.
0: <laughs> well anything else on this uh story it it, it, it it's a disappointing second start uh the, you know i think we all agreed that the first story in this box set wasn't you know stellar but it was it was good it was solid but then for this box set to come out and follow it. I just it was kind of a bummer that it, it takes a step back and I kind of hoped that these would kinda of ramp up and it is only the second story or only second set, so we've got a lot more to go from here, but I'm hoping they get well and I want to I'm be clear too that this
2: one. It, 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 I'm, it's not, I don't want to take anything away from the performances.
0: No, right. Other, well, other, than, yeah.
2: other than Burgermeister. Well, I, um,
0: yeah. well and, and <laughs> I Mama thought, Odie, I just didn't, I didn't care about <laughs> was,
2: that, that. whole character was just a. I, I Honestly, I'd forgotten about Mama Odie because she brought nothing to the story. yeah. The yeah. whole sidestep into that environment didn't go anywhere or mean anything. Right. And if you really wanted to have that scene you could have done it in so many better ways to establish these people are crazy um than to give us a very stereotypical uh yeah it just felt like redneck cajun swamp people you know with their guns and it was deliverance and it was just like yeah oh, come on guys really right. we got to go there
1: on well, anything stick- the girl that oh, yeah. was with them provided all of that
2: without having to go there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, just and she was a far more interesting character. Yeah. Um, and it just maybe it's because I'm American that it strikes too close to home. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's
0: too, that, real. That could be it's leg- too real. It's too real. Yeah,
2: it could be a <laughs> legit concern because let's be honest, we do know some people like this, but I don't need to be reminded of it. <laughs> you know, I listen to doctor who to escape this stuff yeah and then um i, I cast i don't know if you guys listen to any of the uh um behind the scenes featurettes when they were talking about um
0: case
2: i can't think of her name leela um oh louise jameson. louise jameson louise jameson that uh, she was the director of this set yeah. and she gave the lady playing cast the opportunity it's case. like well do you want to read <laughs> Case, <laughs> not cast. Um, I did that earlier too, didn't yeah, I? That's okay. <laughs> um, when she when she gave the actress the opportunity, do you want to record this? You know, we'll record all of cases stuff and then record all of the interior monologue stuff. Yeah. And she was like, No, I just I'll just mm-hmm. do it. And she flipped back and yeah. forth on the fly. Yeah. And that was it, pretty impressive. Incredible. That's I would, an incredible performance.
0: Number one, I was convinced it was a different actress, and number two, I was convinced that they had been recorded at different times. And yeah. so to hear that in the behind the scenes, I was like, oh, wow, that was impressive.
2: Yeah, that just added a whole new level of, of wow, I'm super impressed with that. And and Jonathan, once again, just nailing it Yeah, uh, as, as, as uh, the War Doctor. So, I, like I said, there were things that I did like about this. I don't want to completely come out and poo-poo the set and go, oh, uh, it was terrible. Right. Um but yeah, it, it it just felt like for all of the things that I liked, there were just as many things that were like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> they all say who, who is
1: who?
0: Do you collect Doctor Who? Do you have Doctor Who items, and you don't know you collect Doctor Who? For all things in the Doctor Who collecting world, tune in to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast, a Direction Point Network podcast. I am Larry Van Rispergen, your host, and I have been collecting Doctor Who for 40 years. With popular features like collection protection and the most outrageous offer, we have a lot of fun. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to Traveling the Vortex, a Direction Point Network podcast All right, Sean, what do we got coming up on the schedule?
2: Oh, nobody knows. (laughs) Especially (laughs) us. It's a mystery. (laughs) Uh, In theory, (laughs) next up. If things go right. If things go right and uh, the world doesn't end by an asteroid or something, uh, we are going to start. We're going to sidestep away from uh, our our War Doctor uh, and Time War discussion, uh, as we have done a couple of times now. Uh, this time we're going to step into season 6b and uh, of course season 6b starts pretty much at uh, at the end of the war games you have you have to go to the end of season six before you can go to 6b uh so uh, we're gonna we've already talked obviously about the war games on the show so we are going to be taking a look at the target novelization as well as the bbc books short trip war crimes which is uh set during that final episode And so we'll kind of be using that as a kickoff to, uh, some more Patrick Troughton adventures that'll be coming your way. And then in theory we'll be, uh, oh, as well as, uh, no, that's it. That's it for that one. Okay. I'm looking at this all wrong. Uh, and then, uh, doing back to war doctor, uh, begins, uh, to dip back into the time war the following episode, if things don't change. (laughs) Right. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it at that because the the, the the Vortex scheduler is very much in a state of flux it at the is, moment with is. all of the potential anniversary things that are coming down the pipeline and we're trying to stay abreast of. It's going to become sentient. there's a lot of
1: lightning in the Vortex.
0: It's going to become sentient, This it's true. Is. <laughs> of course, you can find us at our website travelingthevortex.com. If you get any value out of this podcast, why not consider putting some value back into it? You can do that uh, by clicking on our patron link and uh, support us there. If you become a patron of this podcast, you can unlock more audios and specials by us. And if you could even give just, just $3 a month, just as, as much as $3 a month helps us immensely to keep the lights on here at Traveling the Vortex. Also, consider giving us a five-star review wherever you subscribe to the podcast. And make sure you join in in our conversations on our listeners forum on Facebook. Anything else we need to touch on before we close this one, guys? If not, until next time, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith.
2: Cheers. Good night, everybody.
0: Be seeing you. Thanks Thanks for for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied. Direction point. Direction point. A Doctor Who Podcast Network.